Hello everyone and welcome to Chapter 2 of How to Princess, a Princess World short story edition, actual play podcast series on the cast of many things. I am Nathan. I use he, him pronouns and I will be your weaver this evening. With me today, I have Michelle. Hi. Michelle, couldn't you introduce yourself? Oh, yes. I use uh, she, her pronouns. And this is actually my first podcast. I hope you can't tell at all. (laughs) Yay. Welcome. And Faye. Hello. I'm Faye. I use she, her pronouns. And Nicole. Hi. I'm Nicole, and I use she, her pronouns. And Ulfrig. Hello, I go by Ulfrig on the interwebs, and I use she and they pronouns. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to have you all here for How to Princess Chapter 2. It's great. Um, if there are no objections, what I'm going to do this time is set the scene and jump right in and have you each introduce your characters as they sit around a table for high tea. Because what else would we be doing? What else would we be doing? Honestly. So we see, uh, uh, the viewers, uh, metaphorically speaking, as this is an audio medium, the viewers see a massive castle, Disney style, just like huge columns and pillars and towers and stone everywhere and these, like, baby blue roof tiles on the sides and all this stuff. And there's a huge courtyard in the middle. This castle you can see is built to larger than normal human proportion. This is a castle of giants. And within this courtyard, there is a tea table attended by a smartly dressed butler. And sitting at the head of the table is the princess of the proper kingdom, Michelle, could you introduce your character? Hello, everyone. This is, of course, my castle. Uh, and my name is Sparklepuff, Princess Attorney. I, uh, I am, of course, a giant woman. A giant woman! And I am wearing a big, voluminous, uh, sparkly dress. It is full of pockets. But you'd never know, because it's got so many sparkles just everywhere. Uh, and I, uh, I, I would tower over everyone, except uh, our, our lovely dragon princess friend here. And so I am right now uh, holding very primly a, uh, a, a teacup that looks like I would shatter it at any moment. But I am, of course, way too graceful. To uh, to shatter such a lovely piece of um, of China. So I have a question that always comes up for me whenever uh, dealing with giants or like animals as protagonists, like Redwall or whatever. Like, what what is the proportion of the castle to you? Is this castle built for normal, like human-sized folks? Is it built for? folks of giant woman size is your family also giant woman size or ah. are you a unique and spectacular individual it's uh it's actually a 
because I am a proper host uh, for my fellow uh, princesses, uh, of course, we have a combination of both. So uh, the the doors have both a large size and then a little insert for um, those of the smaller ilk. And um, we have uh, um, sets of furniture that are set both at the floor level for um, the comfort of those who would like to remain on the floor or a set of stairs um, so that you can reach um, eye height when we are all at tea together. So uh, currently, if everyone um, except our, uh, our one um, other similarly sized uh, princess uh, is um, I can imagine currently on top of the actual, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the actual tea table. Um, and so you are all, uh, just sitting, um, sitting on your own little chairs and having, um, your own, uh, separate, um, concoctions, but you could also just slam your face into a cupcake that is taller than you. <laughs> Amazing. And who wouldn't want to do that, and who right? Wouldn't. Um, in fact, I, uh, I, I have to admit, I, I secretly do hope that our skater princess would uh, do that uh, at some point. <laughs> Although, of course, I never say that out All right, and do the staircases have railings? Ulfric asks in the chat. Yes, yes, they do because okay. safety is important. Excellent. And there is a there is also a ramp for those who uh, who um, are have difficulty with the stairs because accessibility is also important. Excellent. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful castle. Why? Thank you. Speaking of dragon princesses, Nicole, could you introduce your character? All right. Um. So hi, my name is Sharp Fang Scary Claw, and I am a pink dragon and I've got like the coolest pretty shimmery scales ever and everyone just thinks I'm great and it's just kind of a fact of life and I'm really really tall and like this lady who says she's giant she's totally lying about it I don't understand she's really just kind of like average and everyone else is just kind of really small anyway we just don't mention it because you know apparently that's rude and I've got like a bunch of rubber duckies that just kind of follow me around, but all of them are completely unique from each other and they all have their own name. So if you screw it up, it's really not okay. I love the rubber duckies so much. <laughs> you can all just call me Bubbles and that's fine too. All right, excellent. And we have also at the table a combination custom playbook princess by Ulfrig. Ulfrig. Please describe your character. Hey, yo, what's up? So I am the most radical princess at this table, Iridium Corsair combination space skateboard pirate princess. Yeah, I do it all with rad stunts and like jetpacks thrown in there because who doesn't love rad stunts and jetpacks? Everybody, that's who. And you bet I'm going to be grinding down those stairwells later because why have railings if not to grind, right? And um, so there is a skater dress, there is a space helmet, there is a rocket pack, there is a floating hover skateboard thing. It's all kinds of awesomeness. And at the moment, 
Iridium is seated uh, in the most bisexual way possible in her chair. Uh, so like one leg over one side, arm over the back, um, skateboard up on the table, just totally jamming uh, with these uh, scones and jam, yo, because they're radical too. That is the most radical princess description I've ever heard. <laughs> um, sitting at the final seat in the table, joining the princess council uh, for tea, is Princess Rainbow Starshine. Faye, can you introduce Princess Rainbow Starshine for those who may not have listened to chapter one yet? Of course. Princess Rainbow Starshine is, of course, a fairy princess from the Shrouded Sanctuary, where all the fairies and all the little critters live in peace and harmony. And, uh, Nate, I'm assuming that she is presenting um, what happened in Chapter 1 of Princess World. Yes. So this is the... This is a regularly scheduled Princess Council meeting, and you are updating the Princess Council members of this chapter on your recent mission to the moon. Uh, so I imagine kind of what's happening is I have like a magical uh, like projector behind me and I'm pointing with my wand as points are just coming up as I kind of like go one by one of what happened. Um, and so she says, If you must know, on our planet, a tragedy occurred for we lost the moon's reflection. And so... Whoa. A brave groove of friends, heroes, came together, including myself, to bring back the moon's reflection. And this included Princess Frogstump, Princess Suze, <laughs> and Princess Sabine and myself. And we journeyed to Protoss, the name of the moon, to figure out exactly what was happening. And there, Serenity, the god, the face of the moon, greeted us and told us that we needed to go to the dark side of the moon. On the way, we met many friends and allies, including... I've forgotten the bookish character's name. That was the one you were flirting with, too. Uh, it was, yes, but I've forgotten his name. <laughs> oh, yes. He, he was just, just a pretty like face. You to forget your beau's name. <laughs> yes, well, it was just a tryst. There was him, the bookish one, and of course, Blake, Sky Child, a hero. He threw us from one side of the moon to the other aboard our starship, and there we found that a dark serenity had been taken over by a mask that he had been wearing and so we threw down the mask and we're, we were able to free serenity from the hold of this grip from the possible oozination that was going to overcome the universe uh. questions uh. how did you survive all of that without getting hungry Oh, and I just like eat a giant scone. It was a trial, yes. Um, 
but I do believe at a certain point there were flying pigs that were coming at us, and I blasted them with my wand, and they became froze. They became roasted pigs, and so we weren't hungry. The butler sidles up to the table with a tray, multi-tiered tray, and says, "Your Majesties, thank you, combo uh, sandwiches." Okay. I, uh, yes, of course, of course. And to make sure that all of our lovely guests, um, have access to our sandwiches, uh, anyone care for a turnip sandwich? Turnip sandwich, anyone? <laughs> Looks like we also have dill. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, hit, no, I'll get some crunchy. of that. I, I'd like to note at this point that the butler, his name is Lane. He's an ordinary-sized human. And he clambers up the side of the table, deftly carrying two multi-tiered trays. Uh, one is enormous, and you're not sh- quite sure how he's carrying it in one hand. He lays that one down. There's some uh, sandwiches, probably about the size of a queen-size bed, with a bunch of very large cucumbers laid down on them. And then an assortment of smaller sandwiches, which may to the princess of the proper kingdom look like butt crumbs. Butt crumbs? Hehe, <laughs> 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 you said butt crumbs. <laughs> I have so many regrets. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, Rainbow would take one of the normal uh, like size, human-sized sandwiches, I suppose, because she is human-sized. I'll take one of the radish-sized um, cucumber sam- uh, radish cucumber sandwiches. Um, it is it is still only the size of my pinky. It is quite dainty. Uh, and I'm going to wrestle a giant sandwich that is bigger than me off of the plate and just start doggedly eating at it. <laughs> would you like to roll either pluck or punch? <laughs> yes, I would. Which of those would I like to roll? <laughs> you can roll whichever one is higher. I just think it's that would be funny. To okay. overcome adversity is pluck, and then um, to thwart an opponent is punch. Well, it's probably pluck then. <laughs> okay, that is, ooh, a five on the dice, plus two, seven. Okay. You wrestle this sandwich to the ground, and you're able to pin it. <laughs> on the table <laughs> and uh, you have subdued the sandwich however it is substantial and your tea spills slightly oh my gosh I'm like I'm so sorry princess uh, I can clean that up oh, I think nonsense she looks positively filled with glee uh, just uh, Lane will look, um, we'll take care of it won't you Lane Yes, your majesty. Don't worry. I got this. Um, could I use my flame to try and clean it up? Yes, absolutely you can. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, this is going to work well, guys. Um, would you consider this to be... Like social graces or overcoming an obstacle or I think those are the ones that fit best. That would be either poise or pluck. Uh, we'll say pluck. I don't think that she's sitting here thinking about social graces. She's showing off. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so it'd be pluck then? It would be four. Yep. 
what does your breath so do? When she opens her mouth, instead of flames coming out, there's this stream of pink bubbles. Um, and then it's up to discretion whether it comes out and becomes glitter everywhere, a mass amount of glitter as the bubbles pop, or it cleans whatever mess there is. Okay. Um, I think the way that you have rolled, you emit all of these bubbles and they pop and spray glitter over just everything on the table. (laughs) Um, There's glitter floating in the tea. There's glitter on all of the sandwiches. And I'm sure it's uh, environmentally friendly edible glitter. Yes. Um, so everything is sparkly. Uh, nothing is clean, but everything is sparkly. What uh? What is it? Uh, what's what's the flavor on those sparkles? We never talked about it, but I figure like it probably could be like the thing you most enjoy because of course we're princesses. We only <laughs> have the best. <laughs> oh, how fun! <laughs> Ooh, ranch dressing. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm gonna live. I'm curious as to what Lane most desires. Oh, Lane? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you ask Lane to eat some of the glitter? Yeah. I'm assuming okay. like some has landed on the butler. Oh, oh yes, everywhere. there's glitter all over his face. That's true. So he has to kind of lick his lips a little bit to talk to you. And he says, mm-hmm. Your Majesty, it tastes like propriety. Uh, uh, <laughs> doesn't it indeed? <laughs> and this is why you are our best butler. Uh, he kind of looks into his jacket and smiles very slightly at a unfolded wallet that's sort of pinned into the side of his suit jacket that just has dozens and dozens of pictures that say, you know, butler of the month. (laughs) Oh. I work very hard, your majesty. And he, a little tear comes out of one eye. (laughs) And it shows we couldn't ask for anyone better. We appreciate you. And you do make the best sandwiches. Thank you, your majesty. And he turns off and starts walking back toward the kitchen. Uh, uh, turning away before you can see the tears in his eyes. As is proper. <laughs> he does love propriety. And and so, what ha- what happened to the rest of your party after all of this this humongous adventure? Well, I believe they all went back to their own lands to warn them of the oozination. And you may feel that I am adding too many oohs to the oozination, but I assure you it is spelled with that many oohs. I see. Uh, uh, so Sparkle has been, uh, writing notes this entire time and you just see oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, and when you see the presentation come up from the wand, it's just like oh 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 zenation. <laughs> I imagine there's a stick figure drawing of like 
your chapter of the Princess Council in the Moon Castle fighting against the evil incarnation of the moon. Yes, exactly. Yep. Blake's little stick arm is like separated from his little stick body. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Nasty wipeout, yo. (laughs) As you all are discussing the details of this mission, uh, some clouds begin to roll in from the west where the courtyard is facing. Oh, we weren't scheduled for this. Quite a number of hours. So you smell the scent of an oncoming storm, and this fills the room as clouds cover the sky, and an enormous black serpent uh, weaves through the sky toward the courtyard. Uh, It has battered scales the color of cold iron, and a crown of thunderclouds wreathes his face. The light of small lightning flashes reveal two long horns. One is whole, one is broken. And the dragon sets down gently on the grass and gives a courteous bow. Oh! Oh, good sir! Uh, I I rush over uh, and try uh, to give it a, uh, a spot of tea. So... I, I guess uh, that is my my time for tea. Yes, he it will uh, accept this cup of tea and take a gentle sip despite his fearsome appearance. What? I know you. This is uh, this is not uh, properly scheduled, but uh, my my good sir, what has happened to you? I do apologize for intruding upon the Princess Council today. Oh, nonsense. We, uh, we serve the, the entire, um, the entire universe as far as we can, we can assist. Uh, and clearly you are in need of some assistance. Lane! Lane, get, get a, get a spot of crumpets for, for this fellow. He looks a bit off. Lane opens the tower door into the courtyard and bows slightly, and a relatively small green dragon, approximately human-sized, but with uh, four full legs, like more of a Western-style dragon, and large webbed wings, uh, half flies, half waddles in. This dragon is wearing a literal suit and tie, a pair of reflective neon orange sunglasses, and a visor like a, an open-topped visor, not a baseball cap. And the top of it reads, Day Trader. Bubbles, uh, you would recognize both of these folks. One is Hua Tielong, who is a storm dragon. Despite his fearsome appearance, his hoard is flowers. He collects flowers from all over the realms, plants them near his lair, and cares for them on the hills. Nathan, can you spell that? Uh, it is H-U-A, then T-I-E-L-O-N-G. Cool. Uh, first tone, second tone, third tone. Pinion. Thanks. The second dragon you would recognize as Brad the Finance Dragon. (laughs) Do you call him Brad? Of course it's Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just such... (laughs) It's just so different. 
<laughs> one is like this like beautiful like flower dragon with this like amazing name, and the second one's just Brad. Brad, I'm Brad. You know that Brad, the finance dragon, collects shares in companies. He describes this practice as investment banking. You can see uh, Iridium, the skater pirate princess, hoist a cupcake and kind of weigh it in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. (laughs) You know, just preparing to eat it, not uh, contemplating violence, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah. Uh, So these two have arrived, and you see that Tielong looks at Brad, just gives him this stormy look, and... uh, lightning flashes between them and Brad throws up both arms hey 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 we're, I don't want any trouble here we're here to talk about what's been happening and I'm not I'm just here to tell my side of the story that's all it's all gonna be fine no no wait uh no 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 we uh we must go about the proper order of things uh first we have not yet finished our team uh we will uh I will ask the, uh, both of you to um, clean yourselves up and uh, let us uh, have a proper council of, of the princesses. Um, Lane? Yes, your majesty. Would you please prepare the... Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, that one's too small. Oh, that one's too big. The, uh, the Royal Football Stadium, uh, uh, so that we may hear these, uh, these two fellows and their... Uh, their current disagreement, if I may uh, presume that is the case. Of course, your majesty. And he rushes off. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Brad is looking at the teacup in Tielong's claws and says, Do you have any uh, light roast cold brew? I was so sure you were going to say, like, kombucha or something. <laughs> that was better, I prefer... Though. I really prefer it with um, oat milk and agave. I feel attacked. <laughs> hey, I'm burning myself with this one too. So you know, uh, wait, wait, when, uh, when this happens at home, uh, the, my uh, fiance and I will uh, say uh, because it's usually the cats. I resemble that. <laughs> I resemble that remark. All right, so are you all migrating to the football arena? Yep. The the Royal yes. Football Arena. The Royal Football Stadium, excuse me, yes. Your Majesty. Uh, so we migrate everybody over there. There's plenty of room for three dragons, a giant woman, and uh, two regular-sized but wonderful princesses. Uh, we we <laughs> stick them, in, of course, in the box seats um, with, uh, uh, with microphones. So yeah, that everyone is on a level playing field. Yeah, standard practice. Makes sense. As uh, Bubbles starts walking, she like just flares her wings slightly, and you just hear this rocking bass and like electric guitar starting to absolutely jam as she like kinda wiggles her head as she like walks over. She's just yeah, the music walking. Iridium is going to grab your tail and just like <laughs> sketch her way on over behind you and also jam into that rad beat. <laughs> Do you even notice? She's so little. 
Eh, whatever. We good. I picked up a new friend. She can, like, play with the rubber duckies. <gasps> yes! That's great. You know, you really ought to just give them uh, their own name cards. You know, so many of your guests can't keep track of them. And you, you, it would do well for you to, you know, at least teach them the proper um, names for things. You know, like, people should just know that. It's really, really important that you just remember them because they're all individuals and you just need to learn. It's like, I needed to wear a name card everywhere. It would get so annoying. Well, yes, I hear, but we don't all have didactic memories. Are the rubber duckies your size bubbles or are they like human-sized rubber duckies? Human size and like they range, but like the tallest is human size and then they can get smaller after that. Okay, so when I'm saying like human size, I mean like, you know, like baby rubber ducky toys, but you're saying like they're the size of a human. Oh, they can be. Yeah, I have a few that are that big. And then there's a few that are like actual normal rubber ducky size and then there's some like microscopic rubber duckies she has so many rubber duckies it's her horde and they all have like some of them have cowboy hats and then some of them like just you know have like feather boas like yeah yeah they're all unique every piece of information revealed about your characters gives me even greater joy Okay, so as you are making your way toward the Royal Football Stadium, you run into a familiar figure. The... A figure of uh, medium height, taller than an average human, but otherwise relatively human-sized. Long, regal beard, big crown. This you would know as King Henry. Oh, hello, my dear. Are you uh, joining your meeting early? Oh, no, no. We, uh, we've had a slight hiccup, uh, uh, a very slight interruption. Um, would you care to join us? Uh, we are currently in the middle of arbitrating a disagreement amongst two very different, uh, manner, differently mannered dragons. Where, oh, you, yes, I can see that, yes. Are they your friends? I certainly know of these, uh... It- esteemed dragons uh it must be very difficult in the dragon kingdom more of this uh the loose federation that it is that uh i'm always partial myself to a very uh efficient centralized government as we did uh when we when we merged with the kingdom of asphodel as you recall oh yes but that was oh that was so that required so much paperwork Yes, much paperwork, but uh, though the, the, the decision yeah. remains somewhat controversial, I hear the, uh, I believe the results speak for themselves. But shall we, to, I assume you're going to the, uh, the football, the Royal Football Arena. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, uh, I, I give a, a pinky for him to hold on to. Mm. Okay, yeah, really leading you. After, right after he says that, um, Bubbles will just flare her wings a little bit more, and the music will just ratchet up just a little louder, so it's no longer, <laughs> like, just her jamming with, uh, with her friend. It's now everyone has to jam with her music. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Who's making up the lyrics? <laughs> oh, I am. 
Once a fairy bard, always a fairy bard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much just like, she was a skater boy. <laughs> she said, he <laughs> In space. In space. That is a power. Her head was up in space. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So you make it to the Royal Football Stadium, and Tia Long looks, you know, is still glaring daggers at Brad, who's clearly terrified. And um, when you reach the arena, uh, Tia Long and Brad set themselves up in the middle, uh, looking toward you as arbiters. Now, um, now... I do request, I understand the reach of dragons is quite lengthy, and in case uh, we get uh, any, like, strong words, uh, we're going to uh, have to put you guys in a uh, uh, two respective locations. I do request that there be uh, no violence inflicted. Um, we just put in this astroturf, and it looks quite lovely. Um, and, of course, if we, we need to, then we will enact the force fields. Um, now, this will be a civil discussion. Um, now, uh, we will roll to see, determine who um, gets to speak first. I have a question as just out of character. Is this like a rap battle? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. I'm, I'm very sorry. I just sorry. imagine like oh. Hamilton Constitutional Convention. <laughs> I would love to do that, but I, I will... Say that um, yes. performing a rap battle between two NPCs by myself is oh. not one of my skills. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like you'd, you need to like. But you would have needed the, the months to spend preparing for just the rap battle. Uh, yes, definitely. And did I do that? No, I took a nap. <laughs> Maybe save save it for uh, for you know the, the next uh, the next princess world. <laughs> yeah. Rap battle, go. Long, <laughs> do not rap. He zap. <laughs> All right, are you gonna roll? Do you want to assign them some numbers to see who speeds first? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, who who would uh who would, uh would like to uh, uh call call he- heads or tails? Uh, Long sort of looks confused, and Brad says, "Uh, tails." And it is heads. Uh, so, uh, my good sir, if you would, um, please, please start with the, uh, what, uh, with the orig- origination of this disagreement, and I will re- request that the other party, uh, refrain from speaking until it is their turn. Otherwise, we will have to ena- ena- enact the mute button, and it is very annoying to enact it over an entire football arena. Just say, just say. Your Majesty, the situation is most straightforward. This morning I awoke to find some of my most treasured flowers missing. (gasps) Yo, no way. This dragon is responsible. Ah, okay. Uh, is that, uh... All you wish to describe of uh, the situation? Um, uh, I wish to present my evidence. Yes, yes. Uh, please uh, bring it forth and place it uh, right here. 
these worthless things were in the place of my flowers. And he takes out a giant bag, dumps it out, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of sheets of paper. Uh, if you were, if you look closely at them, they are stock receipts. Yo, this is just like the Netherlands circa 1600. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I have no idea what that means, but it seems bad. <laughs> it's not good, yo. It's not good. That is, that is, uh, pretty concerning. Um, uh, 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 someone, uh, care to, to read said receipts? I, I, I fear I can't, I can't read that very well. Yeah, all right. And I'll grab a bunch of receipts and start reading what I assume is mostly horrid legalese. It is, indeed. Uh, Bubbles, do you have some dragon insight? Yeah, um... What do you mean? You're somebody stole your hoard? Well, they traded. You think it. it was Brad? Someone took a portion of my hoard and left in its place these worthless papers with this fellow's name on them. But like doesn't he kind of consider that his heart? Even though, like, I totally agree and it's really kind of useless. But, like, isn't that his thing? Brad is, like, trying so hard not to talk out of turn right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the, uh, the, uh... Before we, we make suppositions, uh, uh... Does anyone wish to ask any additional questions before we, uh, ask... Brad, uh, what, uh, uh, his side of this, uh, occurrence? Rainbow Starshine has her hand up. Wand up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, Watielong, what reparations would you like to satisfy you? I wish my flowers back. Cool, 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 cool. If my flowers have perished, I ask that he pay with his life. Whoa. Oh, oh. whoa. Yeah. You don't mess with the dragon's sword. I'm getting that. Yes, I understand that. Serious indeed, serious indeed. <laughs> but let's not uh let's not try to to make any um attempts at uh enacting justice before we understand the whole situation. Uh, uh yes, yes, uh really. My questions are like so when did this happen? Like, when did you last check your stash and when did you find out some of it was gone? And like, where did this happen? Was this like in your lair or was this like as you were out and about? Oh, yes. Very I water my flowers morning and evening in quantities as they require by controlling the heavens themselves. Whoa. You could do some mean paragliding in that. These flowers reside upon the hills above my lair, and I see them more than once a day. So, like, was it overnight then? It was in the morning today. Okay, cool. And, like, were the, like, papers... Were they, like, just left, like, one for each flower, or were they, like, in this bag already? They encompassed a radius, approximately 
five meters. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds like they were over a wide area. Cool. I mean, think of it like it's about the size of my skirt. Whoa. Uh, one more question. What do you think the reason would be that Brad would want to take your flowers? Obviously, my hoard is far more valuable than his. Hmm. He's not wrong. I have no more questions. Uh, alright. If no one has any more questions, then, uh, Brad, uh, would you care to explain, uh, uh, the situation? Um, I assume you can identify these papers as being of your hoard? Yes, I certainly can, and... I would just like to say that I did nothing, and that, if anything, my valuable treasures were taken from me and replaced with some plants that just appeared oh. in the middle of the morning. So, so, oh. so uh, not my fault. Uh, where are these plants currently? They're in my they're they're in my hoard, uh, surrounded by like actual valuable stock papers. There's just this plant. There are they like like I don't want this here. I don't want to water it. I I don't take care of things. I have more important things to do. Y- yes, yes. Okay, that, so totally understandable. Like, would everyone just be like satisfied if we just traded right back? My sister and I like do that with our like. Well, she rollerblades and I skateboard, and sometimes I'll like borrow her rollerblades and she'll like borrow my skateboard, but sometimes she won't ask, and then I just take her rollerblades until she gives me my skateboard. You hear what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, uh, would you be uh, amenable to bringing the um, the plants so that way uh, we may ret- uh, restore your respective hordes to their original luster? I mean, like, how do you transport them? Like a shovel or something? And a lightning bolt flashes near him. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, perhaps ah. this might require a bit an extraction of sorts. Um, what what say you, princesses? Uh, um, and uh, we can keep your papers safe, uh, and uh, we will serve as transport uh, for for your lovely flowers that we will take lovely care of. And uh, uh, if you wouldn't, uh, would you uh, agree then to if we were to. Uh, bring your your flowers back to you that you would find your uh, the matter settled? Uh, at this point they are thinking about it and King Henry will pipe up. Oh uh, yes, uh, dear, if I may say something before we uh, pronounce a uh, solution. Uh, uh, yes. Father? I know this is your uh, purview as the princess attorney. Um, I would like to suggest that disagreements such as this, uh, though they may be easily solved, um, as you can see, they require a certain amount of uh, arbitration, and um, oh, this no. may be difficult to do during uh, when uh, when a, a realm is governed uh, jointly by federation rather than by a central authority. Father, don't talk politics right now. That's very improper. <laughs> Yo, hard disagree. I would just like to suggest that our, our realm could provide a service that the dragon realm does not currently possess. And, and I think we are done 
done for this session. If you, uh, um, if you folks wouldn't mind heading over to the uh, the ship, we can get our uh, voyage to your respective world started. Uh, is everyone? Uh, one more question, just before we all leave. I still wondering. Oh yes, you, you can you can totally take the sandwiches to go, Lane. If we... yes, Your Majesty. Uh, please, uh, um, assort, um, assemble knapsacks for all of us. We are about to hit the road. Yeah, he darts back into the kitchen and comes out with a like a cart that like that he's pulling with both hands that is lar- much much larger than he is with several piled gigantic sandwiches on it. I <laughs> uh, thank you. Sorry, you were um, saying. Mm. Yes, uh just before we leave, I still have the question if Oh yes, both yes, we should get tea. dragons. We should get tea too. If, uh Lane! If both <laughs> If both of these dragons don't understand what happened who could have actually done the deed do they both have a similar enemy oh oh yeah oh, are you saying that this is now a royal investigation do we need outfits uh yeah Absolutely. we do but also we need to ask questions and then we need like a total makeover montage but questions first oh yes Yes, yes. Oh, and uh, we should probably get uh, a set of um, tape recorders, so that way we can um, assess things. And oh, 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 we should probably dust for for uh, footprints and handprints and fingerprints and uh, claw prints and tail prints. I think um, Rainbow Starshine like waves her wand and immediately just like gets one of those like deer hunter caps. Her wand becomes like a magnifying glass and she just like wears a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> I uh, my, I am wearing, still wearing a, a giant dress, but now it is like hitched up and I've got like, you know, like, you know, kid boots and, and a, uh, and a, an enormous magnifying glass that you guys have to like, you know, people have to make sure to not get on the wrong side of for fear of uh, small fires. <laughs> I think Iridium goes from skater mode to space princess mode and is wearing like a full on Mass Effect sci fi jumpsuit. Oh, nice. With a, so super slick. With a pirate coat, like one of the big Captain Hook gazillions of buckles down the front ones. Are you, are you on a hoverboard now? Oh, totally. Nice. Ah, yes. Commander Jack Sparrow Shepard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, now, Brad and Yelong, can you tell us, do you have enemies? And more importantly, do you have enemies that overlap? My enemies are with us no longer. Dude, that's hardcore. Flares the wings a bit. <laughs> I, I don't have I everybody likes me. I don't know what you're talking about. About enemies. Everybody likes me. Yeah, well, okay, what about some of the people that you bought companies from? Or took companies from? Did they all like you? I mean, listen, it's just business. So really everybody likes me and I network really well. Now perhaps what about the flower companies? 
Might they be a common enemy? I acquire only wild flowers. I do not sell my flowers. That would be a terrible breach of my code. Mm, mm, mm. So, like, another thing is, like, who would gain from the dragons fighting each other? Is there, like, another dragon that doesn't like both of you guys, even if you guys are, like, copacetic? I have, like, a full sheet of, like, Ugh. 80s and 90s skater slang pulled up, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> I love this so much. Bubbles, uh, as, uh, as dragon princess, uh, uh, do you care to um, describe your, uh, um, your organization's... Uh, Political ri- rivals, so to speak? Well, um, we just kind of do our own thing. Like, we're really cool that way. Like, it's mm. it's much better than an actual system. We just kind of, like, have our hordes, and we go and talk to people we want to talk to, and there's mm-hmm. no, like, like, real structure that we have to all, like, sit around a table to, like, meet and have proper discussions. We just, like... Head on over to our friend's place. I I side eye uh King King Philip. Does he look properly scandalized at the notion? Oh yes, he is uh just he he's keeping his cool, his regal cool, but he's you can tell as he is your father that um uh, he's sitting there just seething at the uh, <laughs> economic inefficiency of this system. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that that sounds delightful, dear. <laughs> In this case, where we cannot identify a suspect, I propose that we go with the original plan and go to these individual locations where the crime was dun, committed. Dun! I got a spaceship. Uh, all right. One second. Uh, we kind of gotta ask permission, otherwise you're all just gonna kind of be lightning struck into the ground. Ah, ah, that's fair. Uh, we don't have to send paperwork, do we? Uh, I despise paperwork. <laughs> so, my dudes, can we, like, check out what happened and save your hordes? You have my permission to intervene. Rock on. Yeah, I guess if you want to come to my place, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty well-furnished crib, if I do say so myself. Well, I've obviously, um, rescuing the plants is probably the most time-sensitive of our objectives. So well, uh, thank you, Brad, for opening up your home to us. Uh, we appreciate your patience as we get to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> so, uh, you are headed to uh, Iridium's spacecraft, and are you taking this this pile of uh, banknotes with you? Oh, heck yes. yeah! It is it is Im- okay. it is important Absolutely. as evidence that we provide restitution to all offended parties. Who wants to carry the pile of banknotes? I do. Oh, I mean, <laughs> wait. Do you yeah. have enough pockets? There's a bag. That's true. <laughs> well, I'll carry all the sandwiches because I have pockets. Righteous. Okay. As you approach these banknotes to scoop them back into the bag, uh, they move. Whoa. Wait, what? 
They they rustle slightly, like there's something under the pile. Very cautiously, I'm going to take my hoverboard and poke the pile. You hear. <gasps> Whoa! Hey, little bro. What's going on? Come on what? out and say hi. The banknotes <laughs> fart. Nah, I think that's like a space <laughs> hamster or something in there. <gasps> oh, I wonder if they like sandwiches. Um, I, I hang up. I, I, uh toss over a sandwich the size of my uh, pinky nail over. Alright, little dude. I'm gonna hold the sandwich closer to the pile, or like, push it forward because if it's her fingernail, I'm probably having to like, rugby ruck it up to the pile. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna be like... So you hold this out to the pile, Mm -hmm. and a tiny little green nose pokes out out of the pile and starts sniffing. Oh... Hey there. Are you, like, hungry? Uh, a... This creature starts to emerge from the pile of banknotes. And what you see is a fox-like creature, about fox-sized. Uh, but its ears are very, very long. Like, like bunny long? long. Yeah, like bunny long. Mm. And it sort of creeps out, its ears flat against its neck, like it's a little bit scared, but it sniffs the sandwich and takes a slow bite and sort of slowly chews and looks at you all with these big, big eyes. It has a little um, tag hanging from a collar around its neck. Yo, if it's okay, while you're eating, I'm just going to check out your tag. Okay, little bro? Yeah. And um, Skater Princess is going to, like, very cautiously approach and try and check out the tag. Like, can I actually, but first, can I go for the nose boop? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I want to go for the nose boop. (laughs) Uh, You can just do that. This creature is pretty happy to be eating and will go. I do the nose boop. And then as I reach down and, like, grab the collar to see what the tag says, I am, of course, going to scritch this thing, like, either behind the ears or under the chin, whatever it seems to enjoy the most. It ain't a cat, but it's purring. Yes. Good, because if it were a cat, then we would have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> it would hate Rainbow Starshine. Uh, so as you bend over to look at this tag, you see that it's wearing a collar that is this solid black, almost glass-like material. It seems to be one fused piece. No latch, no anything. But hanging off of it is a small golden tag, and on it is written the word pistachio. Aww. Pistachio. Yeah. Oh, cause it's green! Ooh. Ooh, maybe we should bring some pistachio cookies. I say yay. Um... So does Bubbles recognize uh, that is possibly someone else's? Because last time I checked, Brad doesn't have furry things. He, like he kind of said, he kind of kills things off really easy, guys. Do you think someone else has a stash of, like, fuzzy green things? Could this be from another dragon's horde? Oh, dear. What if other dragon's hordes are are in trouble? Oh dear. Then we really need to get out there. Then let's not waste any time. Bring the sandwiches and the tea and the pistachio cookies to Brad's 
Bored. All right. Um, so as you're walking out, where is everyone standing, especially in relation to Pistachio? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can coax Pistachio into one of my many pockets. Okay. You can certainly... Uh, pistachio will kind of sniff. Why don't you roll poise? All right. Because, uh. you know, getting booped is one thing. Getting picked up is quite mm-hmm. another. Well, if I can lean far enough, maybe he'll walk into one of the pockets, especially one of the ones with the <laughs> with cookies in it. Oh, you're picking them up like I pick up ladybugs and take them outside when they get in the house. <laughs> uh, it's uh, one or two d6. Uh, two d6 uh, plus your poise modifier. Oh, I, I do have quite high poise. High stature, high poise. High stature. Uh, plus nine. Oh, excellent. So, uh, you are able to get Pistachio to crawl about halfway in the pocket. Um, He struggles a little bit. He's, like, a little bit freaked out by going up so high up in the air. But you can can put uh, put your ears out, and you can see where you're going. Yes, right, like, right there. Right there. And out there. And you, now you are taller than everybody else, except for me. And Bubbles. And Brat. And That's me butchering. Uh, the last dragon's name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you currently have um, pistachio in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you all are heading to the spaceship, and you're headed first toward Brad's. No, mm-hmm. yeah, you're headed to Brad's to get the uh, flowers. Mm-hmm. So uh, Iridium, please roll your special skill. My other rocket is an even bigger rocket. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite skill in this entire game. <laughs> okay, that. Is an eight on the dice. Uh, okay, I think that means you get to choose one, arriving at your de- at destination, or having enough fuel for a t- return journey, or arriving unnoticed. Um, I'm gonna say enough fuel for another trip. Okay, so the your space. What does your spaceship look like, and how does it accommodate all these large beings? Oh, it's totally like 1950s pulp sci-fi, big bulbous thing with fins coming off the end in bright primary colors. Um, and I'm going to say that most of the spaceship, because poor Iridium is not as like considerate as proper princess. So most of the bigger folks are kind of stuck in the skate park because it's got like the most open space. As a skate park. It has a skate park. <laughs> is the skate park bigger on the inside? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like skater space pirate Doctor Who. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so you all pile into the spaceship and you take off and you are able to navigate pretty close to Brad's place, uh, but you end up along the border of his territory. You see a bunch of uh, very tall buildings and um, very obnoxious people wandering around. And um, each uh, dragon's horde tends to have a um, human or other humanoid uh, population that gathers around and participates in the economy associated with that dragon's horde. And that's how this becomes a realm with each dragon sort of ruling its own separate area. So this is the Fidei. Of the dragon uh, like realm. A, like a fiefdom. I think I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, except the fi in this fiefdom stands for finance. 
Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Does Brad say that as we get closer? <laughs> Brad, Brad has not stopped talking. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and most of it's about making your own cold brew at home. <laughs> if Bubbles didn't look ready to murder Brad when they first got on the plane for, like, potentially stealing another dragon's hoard... Uh, definitely does at this point and may have, like, kept just pumping up the music as they're, like, flying wherever just to try and drown out the talking. Okay, it's a loud, it's a loud, long ride. (laughs) I, uh, I I nod politely and take no notes. Okay, so you arrive uh, in the Dragon Fight Eye and um, are able to disembark the spaceship and stand on the beginnings of the perfectly manicured lawns of the district. And as you are walking off the spacecraft, you gaze upon these tall buildings, look back and find that Princess Sparklepuff has vanished. <gasps> Wait, what? This giant princess is gone. Uh, in her place, around approximately the radius of her skirt, there is a pile of bones and a small red fox-like creature with long ears wearing a tag that says Cranberry. Whoa. What? I mean, I can't say anything. (laughs) But that's what we're all thinking. As you observe, the pile of bones begins to move. And that's where Um, we'll leave it. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So thank you all for playing this game with me this evening. It was a lot of fun. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Uh, I'll go around and let everybody uh, say where they can be found on the internet if they would like to, or if they are an internet cryptid, how they would like to not be found. Uh, Michelle. (laughs) You can't find me at all. You don't even know what I look like. (laughs) Ulfric. Hello, you can mostly find me chilling on discords wherever Femmes and NBs have a good time creating content of the tabletop RPG sort. And on Fridays for the next two months, you can catch me streaming on Valdrian's channel as part of her Coriolis game, where we are space circus performers uh, who are in way over our heads in this world. That's pretty exciting. Um, And Faye. Hello, I'm Faye. You can find me on the Twitters at CapFayGuy. You can also find me on um, some other works coming from the cast of many things, such as on our version of Call of Cthulhu, um, on Welcome to the Osler program, and At the End of Hope Street, and also our brand new Masks campaign. Um, and uh, you can also find me on my other podcast, uh, where we play Dungeons & Dragons, How the Quest Was Won. And Nicole? Well, I'm another one who you can't find, so just hang out and post a cast of many things, and I'm sure I'll get your message. 
yeah, any any love you want to pass along to any of these folks, you can send to either to them or to the Cast of Many Things Twitter, which is at Cast Oh Many Things, or send us an email at Cast of Many Things at gmail.com. Uh, we have lots of content coming your way, not just this, so keep an eye out on our podcasting channel. And until next time, yeah, until next time, eat glitter, but like safe glitter, please. Yeah. Yes. Must taste like ranch dressing. (laughs) (laughs) Propriety. Propriety. surprise we have one more player today allow me to introduce anna can you give us your uh name your pronouns and your character of course hey everybody uh, my name is anna or nymeria online i use she they pronouns and my character is lenore also uses she her and lenore is a skeleton princess literally a Woo-hoo. skeleton <laughs> So, Lenore, you are starting your adventure stuck in Graveholm because of technical difficulties. And you're supposed to be at the Princess Council HQ meeting, and it's just taking forever. The waiting room is very crowded at the Gloomhaven Reincarnation and Incorporation Maintenance Services, or Grimm's, department, where those of the Dead Realm seek to incarnate themselves into the material world. You are waiting in the lobby, there's obnoxiously cheerful music playing, and a very frantic-looking, panicky ghost behind the counter trying to answer all the phones and manage all these monitors and just generally freaking out in their very crisp, ghostly uniform. I am very sorry, Princess. Uh, we we I know you're you're first in line. I assure you, but we we can't. Ah, there's a lot going on, and there's some sort of interference, and I don't know what's um, blocking the the ability to put people up there. But we we we're, we're working it as fast as we can, and we uh we're we're definitely making some uh, good progress. Good progress. Look, you you know what? It's okay. I get it. You're just doing your job, but are you really telling me that I'm going to have to sit here and wait for another three hours to get a body that's going to fit a 411 skeleton? I mean, come on. Is there any any way that we could make this line move like a a little bit faster? I've already been here for a while. Uh, Let me look and see if we have any alternative um, methods. We have... um... Searching for, I, I think if we have, uh, would you would you be okay with incarnating into um, a new skeleton materialized somewhere in the in the living world? A new skeleton. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Okay, so we have. Um, um, I'm picking up. We haven't used this source before, but I'm picking up a very large, uh, very large concentration of bones. 
uh, it's somewhere in the in the dragon realm, which I think is close where you're going, trying to go. Yes, dra dragon realm. That sounds good. Uh, it's it's not in the proper realm, which is you wanted to manifest in the in the proper castle, but um, in in Elysium. But we can't get you directly there. But we can get you close. The Dragon Kingdom is pretty close. Is that is that okay, Your Majesty? Uh, dra Dragon Kingdom is just fine. I, I mean, really, just any anything to get me out of this line. <laughs> Okay, um, please, please step into the, um, incarnation chambers. Uh, there's a bunch of coffins lined up on the wall, um, with these, they look like nap pods at the airport, but they're coffins. <laughs> you can step into one and get ready. Okay, um, should I, should, should I, um, should I take my crown off for this? It's kind of important that I travel with this, but, you know, I don't want it to get, like, fused to my skull. Oh yes, please put it um, on the conveyor there through the through the um, through the scanner. So uh, Lenore takes this crown off of her skeletal head, and uh, it looks like it's made out of just this ridiculously colorful conglomeration of sticky Halloween candies uh, that have all been mashed together, and they kind of just look like this melty rainbow gooey sugar crown. Uh, as she goes to put it down, a little like piece of it just. You know, snaps off, and she's like, oh, "Oh, sorry, excuse me." And she picks it up and kind of like moves it around on her little skeleton teeth, and you can see a little piece of the crown just sort of starts to grow back, almost like a little science fair crystal growing in uh, rapid motion. Okay, crown off, incarnation chamber, ready to go. Okay, well, we'll have the we'll have the crown uh, sent up as as quickly as possible, and in the meantime, you will. Um You'll be able to, um, wh while you wait in the in the chamber, to watch a selection of of films from our our um, extensive uh, Grimm's collection. Uh, that sounds that sounds great. Uh, do you? <laughs> do you have the marionette and the moth? Uh, uh, no, but we have the marionette marionette and the moth too. Uh, the lesser known sequel. Oh, it is not lesser known in my heart and mind. That will do just nicely. Thank you very much. She just waltzes into the little coffin. <laughs> All right, you close the coffin door behind you and relax, and a little screen pops up on the inside made of this phantasmal energy, and it starts playing this film. Uh, you wait a few minutes as it charges up, and it's a rather bumpier ride than you would have expected normally from these as your... Uh, ethereal form separates from your physical form and drifts up into the land of the living. Uh, you appear in a room absolutely filled with bones. They probably reach meters deep, are from various kinds of creatures. You see humanoid bones, you see animal bones, you see any number of things around this room, and you are free to assemble whatever kind of body you would like. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, question for the GM. Because I am in the Dragon Kingdom, are there any dragon bones around? Oh, there are plenty of dragon bones in this, dare I say, horde of bones. Cool, cool. Alright, so just kind of very used to doing this. Like, clearly she's she's done this before. She collects, like, a, a skeleton of bones... Uh, like she said, to make somebody uh, roughly about 4'11 um, out of bones, but if she can find, like, little, I'm um, imagining the dragons have, like, little skeletal wings, 
just tiny little ones, not huge ones, not like you could actually fly with them, but she's just like, oh, this is very cool. I think I can make them just click clack. If I move my shoulders like this, mm, yes, yes, this will do nicely. Yeah, you can definitely find that. You can even find some um, like scraps of leather to tie to them if you oh, want that. Oh, yes, but, absolutely. Dragon okay. wing jackpot. There you go. So uh, you have formed your new body, and you're standing in the middle of this huge cave filled with hundreds and thousands of bones. Uh, where would you like to go? Hmm. Okay, so bones usually underground, usually the live ones above ground. I'm going to look around and uh, see if I can find some stairs or a portal of some kind so that I can just get up to where the uh, people are. Okay, make a pluck roll for me. Okay. Just overcome this obstacle of scrambling over hundreds and hundreds of bones. It's okay. Here's my other d6. Um, let's see. That's a 12. Ah, you are easily able to scramble over these bones. You're very familiar with bones, after all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the, you find that flapping your wings, you can get a little bit of airtime, which is cool. Nice. And you slowly make your way toward the edge of this cavern where you saw a dim light filtering through as though coming from an exit. I'm gonna take my finger and then sort of lick it and then just hold it up as if to, to look for air and then be like, wait a minute, this is this is a bony finger. Okay, all right, up, <laughs> up we go. So you begin to move toward this light and as you do, the entrance of the cave begins to darken. And you see before you a shadow on the wall tall, looks like it has very long, sharp horns. Uh, the angle of the light makes it look like this thing is probably about nine, ten feet tall and is jumping down the corridor in your direction. Um, I would like to see if I can use my uh, my shrouds special ability, uh, which is that I can hide anywhere in plain sight to see if I can just like keep on the down low and I want to see what this is without like startling it and letting it know that I'm there. So I, I don't like become invisible necessarily. I can just kind of blend into the background and since I am a skeleton, I can just sort of merge with the background of bones. Yeah, you can absolutely just merge with the background cool. of bones. Uh, you could just sort of collapse in a heap and nobody would be able I to tell me you're there. Here. <laughs> Uh, as you watch, the shadow slowly becomes smaller as it hops toward the opening, toward the exit, and you see it resolve into a very small creature, maybe about the size of a medium-sized dog. Uh, it looks like a fox, but it has two very long, almost rabbit-like ears, and a little golden tag hanging from a collar around its neck, and it's hopping into the cave. Uh, as she's, like, on the in the bone puddle on the floor, her skull's just gonna, like, pop from being on the side to, like, being up onto the chin and go, Hi, can I help you? Are you lost? 
uh, the creature flails in the air, sort of like if you startle a cat. <laughs> it jumps in the air and like twists around several times. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's just kind of little, and she gets, you know, recombobulated back into something resembling a human form. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of new in town and I was looking for the way out. Uh, you don't happen to know the way out, do you? Or are you lost down here too? The creature's nose flares as it sniffs and moves very cautiously toward you and looks up at you with just these cute big eyes. It does not seem to be capable of speech. Do you want some candy? And I'm going to break off a little piece off of the crown and kind of hold it out to the strange dog creature. Eh, make a poise roll. Poise, okay. That's my best one. Oh no! <laughs> Seven. Seven, yes. No, oh, that's, sorry. That's six. not all bad. Six. <laughs> oh, it's a six? Yep. Okay. Um, as you reach your bony fingers uh, with a piece of candy in it toward the creature, it backs up against the wall and its uh, ears go back uh, flat on its back and it looks very scared. Okay, I'm just gonna leave this here on the ground and you can eat it if you want. And I'm just gonna, and I think because I failed the roll, she's backing up, but she's like making herself look really big and kind of scary. <laughs> she's backing up. And just, just, just eat it. Just eat it. I'm your friend. It's good. I promise. It's fine. You're gonna be fine. So as you're backing up, uh, your bony foot catches on one of the, uh, like a spare dragon rib, and you clatter backward, not much of a trip, but it makes some noise in the bones. Uh, the creature moves forward and begins to sniff and lick at the candy, and seems somewhat mollified. Uh, in response to the noise that you have just made, uh, you hear the ground rumble beneath you, and the center of the in the center of the cave the mound of bones seems to tremble and rise up slightly as though something enormous beneath them is stirring um, I'm gonna try and see if there's any somewhat stable uh, ossuary thing I can hold on to for dear life because I think I think I'm walking on something that was asleep so I'm going to try and hang on. Yeah, you can find a corner of the room that is not um, shifting too much. Cool. If you would like to hold on to the like a protrusion on the wall or something, you can roll pluck. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, no. That was snake eyes, so three total. Ah, I'm off to a great start. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good, though. So yes. you, you clamber up the side of the room <laughs> and uh, using your new wings, you're not quite used to them yet. You try to flap them to gain a little air, to grab a new handhold, and fall back down. Uh, the ground directly beneath you raises up, and a pile of bones falls off of it. You find yourself sitting on and staring into the eyes of the largest dragon you have ever seen. Its scales are an iridescent red, reminds you strongly of the color of fresh blood. Oh boy, looks like this layover is going to take longer than anybody anticipated. Uh, the dragon snorts and you fly off of its nose toward the ground and land next to this creature who is now 
cowering against the wall. How tall is this dragon relative to me? Is this like the size of a car or a house or... I'm just trying to get a feel for scale. Yeah, we're talking more house size. We're talking like the the dragon's head is larger than a horse. Okay, so she'll just sort of like look up very slowly and be like, Ah, uh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Uh, I am Princess Lenore from the Skeleton Kingdom, and it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance dragon of the dragon kingdom. The dragon's lips part, and you see this massive row of probably at least six foot long sharp teeth. And it starts to speak. How I am doing will depend on whether you are adding or subtracting from my hoard. Your hoard of... Have you decided? Of bones? Indeed. Is it customary for people to offer you bones off of their own bodies when they travel through your area, or are you being presumptuous? I am visiting royalty, after all. Offer is a strong word. And the dragon grins wider. <laughs> I think uh, she's gonna crack another piece of candy off of the crown and just be like fine if you want it you need to go get it and yuck it at the dragon's head and try to run away back out through the exit area I kind of want to keep my bones <laughs> So you toss a piece of candy. Um, yep. Do you want to grab this small creature? Yes, I do. I do. I just want to okay. like hit the dragon in the face so that it's distracted. I don't want to hurt it necessarily because I don't think I can. But, you know, just okay, get it to roll, like... Okay, then roll pluck instead of punch. Okay. Yeah. It's more of a, a cunning distraction. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Uh, your aim is true. And the candy briefly distracts the dragon as it flies directly towards its face. And the dragon grins a little wider. Wider than you would have thought their face could support. Uh, opens their toothy jaws and lets forth a breath that does not manifest as fire as you might have expected. In fact, you can't see it at all but you see the candy dissipate into ash as the breath hits it. Uh, as you are running with this creature, which I will say with your seven, you can pick up uh, despite it struggling. You are running out of the cave and right before you reach the entrance, the scene before you changes immediately. In an instant, you are suddenly in a pile on the ground. Is, as you look around, you see fields of grass. You see some pavement, some tall buildings. You see three figures. One is a clearly a fairy with wings of moonbeams and a fiery wand. 
you see a, compared to the dragon you just saw, a fairly medium-sized pink dragon, and you see a dashing skater pirate space princess. And sitting on top of you, as you're on the ground, is this red creature. And you can see on its tag, reads the word cranberry. Uh, a bunch of bones have been teleported along with you, and you're in a completely different place, surrounded by the people you were supposed to go meet. So, Anna, where can fans find you on the internet? I know you have a lot of cool projects going on, <laughs> so feel free to tell like any far-flung future ones. I don't know when this is going to come out, but I know you create a lot of cool content. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you. Um, you can find me most places on the internet at Nymeria941. I'm a tabletop role-playing game writer and editor. Um, I also make games with my best friend Colin over at Six String Games. You can follow us at Six String RPG on social media. We're currently working on a Powered by the Apocalypse game called Big Damn Heroes about living out your favorite fantasy tropes to their over-the-top fullest potential. And I have a couple of other projects coming up. I work on things for the Zweihander RPG Grim and Perilous Gaming, and I am going to be in an upcoming podcast this fall called uh, Fear's Reach with No Initiative, and that is going to be a rotating GM horror podcast anthology type thing that's going to be coming out just in time for spooky season. That sounds amazing. So thank you for playing today. I can't wait for episode two. It's going to be great. (laughs) 